Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, the Belgium wave. And we're not talking about the kind of wave they do in football stadiums. No, this was a wave of UFO sightings that occurred in Belgium 30 years ago. I found this article on theweek.com, written by Jeva Lang, titled, 30 Years Later, We Still Don't Know What Really Happened During the Belgium UFO Wave. The article begins, At first the witnesses claimed all you noticed were the lights. They were so bright you could read by them, so brilliant that a policeman described them as like lights on a huge football field. Only gradually did you notice the object they emitted from, a hawking triangular shape with three enormous spotlights pointed toward the ground, and a red flashing light at its center. The whole thing, recalled the policeman, as if barely able to believe himself, was floating in the air. It was a clear November night in 1989 near the town of Eupen, Belgium, which sets, which sets some seven miles from the German border. Heinrich Nicole, the policeman, and his partner, Hubert von Montagui, called their dispatcher to report the object they'd, set, they'd set, stumbled on while on a routine patrol. Suddenly, they told me they were seeing a strange object in the sky, Albert Kreutz, who was on the receiving end, told the Unsolved Mystery 1972 episode. It made no noise. We joked about it and said it might be Santa Claus trying to land. Now you can imagine seeing this enormous triangular shape with this brilliant spotlight coming down, these three red spots on the corners of it doesn't look much like a Santa Claus sleigh, but you know, people sometimes, when they see these things, become a little bit nervous, and I can understand why that would happen. It goes on, it says, but by the time the evening was over, at least 30 different groups and three separate pairs of police officers would allege to have seen the unidentified flying object. I want to notice how they use the word allege here. You know, if those same people and those police officers saw somebody commit a crime rob a bank. I wonder if they would have used the word allege. But when something like this happens that's so out of the ordinary, so different from our normal everyday life, it's even hard for people to accept that it's real when a whole community sees it. It says, by the time the evening was over, at least 30 different groups and three separate pairs of police officers would allege to have seen the unidentified flying object. And they wouldn't be the last. Belgium's months-long UFO wave culminated 30 years ago today on March 30, 1990. In a physics-defying chase through the skies over Europe as two Belgium Air Force F-16s pursued mysterious objects on their radars that they couldn't even see. So they were able to see the objects on the radar, but they weren't able to make a eye-contact, eyes-on observation of these things. So we see a couple things going on here. We see these we see these giant UFOs intentionally or perhaps unintentionally interacting with humans through these enormous bright fluorescent lights that just seem to light up the entire area they fly over. And we're also seeing another trait that we see in these UFOs so commonly and that's the disappearing act. People on the ground see them but people pursuing them in the jet airplanes, the pilots, can make no eye contact. They do, however, show up on radar. But 
appear as though they're trying to camouflage themselves to the human eye. And and actually, when they want to do that, it seems like they're able to do it pretty easily. The article goes on, but okay, okay, did aliens really visit Belgium? It certainly seems deeply, deeply unlikely. Yet three decades later, it's still hard to entirely dismiss the 2,000-odd sightings that took place in the country between November 1989 and 1990 of April. Now here again we see the bias of somebody who is a non-believer. I don't know why it would seem really, really unlikely, deeply unlikely. When people use emotional, emo, use an emotional context like this, it's almost as if their own fear of the UFO reality is coming through. They're not able to even... They're not even able to entertain the notion of the possibility of UFOs. And that puzzles me because so many of these people, um, they don't seem to have any kind of religious uh, paradigm that they're up against. It's just, it's just this storybook nature of reality that they've been taught from the time they were a child. That we all evolved from rocks and that everything here conforms to... Newtonian physics. It's as if they haven't even, as they haven't even gotten to the level to where they could even comprehend the notion that quantum physics governs so many things in our universe. It goes on and says, as Patrick Fern, the president of Belgium, of the Belgian Committee for the Study of Space Phenomena, SOBEPS, told the Telegraph, you must know that most of these sightings will have the most banal explanation. But there is a residue which we simply can't explain. And of those, there may be two or three where they may have questions over where they came from. Now this is another little bit of, of uh, a little bit of tortured logic people use to explain UFOs and to kind of, kind of somehow I think ease their minds. A lot of times they'll say, well, you know... Most of these sightings uh, can be explained with just the simplest terms, and there's a few of them that we can't explain. So they put those over in the corner, and they compartmentalize authentic UFO sightings with the notion that there are thousands and thousands of false reports. Maybe there are a lot of false reports, but the fact is there are lots and lots of good reports. And as I heard one UFO investigator say, and it's kind of, I guess it's probably a, a common story you probably have heard repeated about the one white crow. And you can say that there are no such thing as one as, as white crows. All crows are black. And you can put this theory out there, all crows are black. And in general, that is true, but it only takes one crow to break that rule. And once that rule's broken, then your statement before that there are no black crows is no longer true. And the same thing with UFOs. Does it matter if there's a single UFO sighting or if there are 10,000 UFO sightings? Does it matter if one person legitimately saw a UFO or if a million people legitimately saw a UFO? If that one UFO exists, then it totally defies and disassembles your argument that there are no UFOs. And so a lot of times when you see these cases where you have multiple sightings, sightings by police officers who quite frankly can put somebody in jail based on their testimony. But suddenly when they see a UFO, their testimony doesn't mean anything to the debunkers. And when the debunkers come up against these uh, really solid 
observation cases. Then they want to fall back on the old thing of, well, there's a million of them out there that don't count. But we're not talking about the million of UFO cases that don't count. We're talking about the ones that do count. And those are the ones that matter. And no matter how much you disparage and debunk the mistaken identities, the people that are the hoaxers, all that, doesn't it doesn't hold up your argument that there are no UFOs. The article goes on and says, Lots can be... Ru- Lots can be ruled out, though. For example, a classic photograph of the triangle-shaped aircraft, known as the Pettit-Retching picture, is without a doubt a hoax. The forger admitted as much when he came forward in 2011. We made the model with polystyrene, we painted it, and then we started sticking things to it. Then we suspended it in the air, then we took the photo the prankster confessed to Reuters. Brian Dunning, the writer and producer of the podcast Skeptoid also refutes a number of the sightings, arguing that the November apparitions were in fact a helicopter, and that police officers interviewed by were interviewed by biased UFOologists. Conflicting information published by Reuters claims instead that the lights over Yupin were from a Soviet satellite breakup. Regardless where things really started to get strange is in March of 1990. At that point, There have been months of sporadic sightings throughout Belgium, including by an army colonel, Andre Amon, who claimed to have seen the lights while driving in his car with his wife in December. The Belgian military, needless to say, was well aware of the descriptions pouring in from across the country, and it had little in the way of answers. The chief of operations of the air staff, General Wilfred de Bauer, who offered his account to investigative reporter Lisa Keane for her book, her 2010 book, UFOs, generals, pilots, and government officials on the record, said that his initial belief was that the American military must have been testing some sort of experimental aircraft over his country. He went as far to follow inquiries with the U.S. Embassy in Brussels, prompting the Americans to create a memo dryly titled Belgium and the UFO Issue, which confirmed that no U.S. Air Force stealth aircrafts were operating in the area during the periods in question. Well, you would really have to wonder why the Americans would be testing a top-secret military aircraft at risking starting a war in Europe when they had the entire American Southwest to do something like that. The article continues, The reports are credible enough that Belgium's Air Force Federal Aviation Authorities and police devised a plan to try to catch one of the unidentified intruders in action by preparing F-16s to quickly take off in a sighting was ever reported by the police and a radar station at the same time. Sure enough, as DeBauer accounts and UFOs, that night came on March 30th when several policemen and two military radar stations spotted an unknown object. Once aloft, the Belgian pilots tried to intercept the alleged aircrafts and at one point recorded targets on their radar with unusual behavior such as jumping huge distances in seconds and accelerating beyond human capacity, DeBauer writes. This is something we see with the Tic Tac videos that the Navy released. And the debunkers and the skeptics and all the rest of those folks can say whatever they want to uh, negatively about these sightings. But the fact is, these sightings were recorded separately by military radar. So what are the odds that both of these, both of these uh, fighter jets could have accidentally recorded the same thing on their radar screen. 
The article goes on, but frustratingly, the photos, the pilots never managed to see the object they were pursuing. After analysis of the aircraft's readings, the Air Force's decision was that the evidence was insufficient to prove that there were real crafts in the air on that occasion. Well, let me tell you something. Until these things show up on the White House lawn, the evidence is going to be insufficient. It goes on, Nabarro reports, still throughout 1990, the Air Force was asked and could never specifically account for the sightings, which, which all told numbered in the thousands by the time they quietly started going away again in April. Three decades later, explanations are still in short supply, although some scientists now consider the event to be an example of mass hysteria. Certainly, and I'm sure that the mass hysteria extended to uh, the radar tracking by the two fighter pilots. It goes on here and it gives quite an in-depth ex uh, explanation of why it could have been mass, ex mass uh, hysteria, which we're not really interested in. And then it says, uh, toward the end of the article, it says, What we do know for certain is that there is a lot we don't yet understand about our, about our universe. Even the U.S. Army has multiple stories of chasing strange and possible objects through the sky. While the Belgium UFO wave likely wasn't a visitation from little green men, now notice what the author is doing there. They're, they're playing down this thing, they're bringing in a little bit of mocking, and they're not, they're not using any kind of logic or facts to, buy, to back up their argument. Well, the Belgium wave likely wasn't a visitation by little green men. Well, nobody said it was a visitation by little green men. What we have is a couple of thousand people that saw giant triangular, tri triangular craft hovering in the sky above them, shining bright white light down on them with these three ominous-looking red lights positioned in the corners of each each corner of the triangle. That's why they saw it. No one said anything about green men. It goes on and says, Today there is not yet any explanation. Well, that's correct. Among the colonel who saw the lights with his wife, Tolkien, that is a pity because I want to know before dying. Give me a correct explanation of my sighting. That is all I can ask. Well, I like the fact that they reported what happened in the article. I didn't like the fact that the author um, devoted about a third of the article, which we didn't even read, to the debunkers. And the debunkers don't add anything to the phenomena of UFO. They're like a wood tick. They're just there sucking the life out of a popular subject. Now, if somebody wants to be an honest skeptic and ask questions, that's one thing. And it's fine. As an investigator, we should be skeptical. But when you have a case like this where 2,000 people report seeing the same thing from all different kinds of angles, that's one piece of evidence. It's called eyewitness evidence. We live in a society that sends people, that sends people for crying out loud to life in prison or the death chamber based on eyewitness evidence. That's a fact. Sometimes eyewitness evidence can be biased or it can be mistaken. But when a couple of thousand people, including a whole bunch of police officers, see the same craft at the same time, and this happens repeatedly over a period of, say, three or four months, then I think we really should lend some credence to that bit of evidence, which is an eyewitness testimony. And investigating something like this is fine, but when you're simply interviewing a debunker or skeptic uh, who wasn't in the area, who didn't see the thing, they really don't have anything to add to the discussion. When you or I look at one of these UFO investigated, one of these UFO cases as a person with an open mind, 
what we're adding is a perspective from an open not from an open mind, not a closed mind. So if we walk into this thing and say, well, I wasn't there, I don't know what happened, but let's read about what other people say happened, and then we can make a decision on what we feel a likelihood of this sighting, whether or not it's true. We can say, well, it seems about 80% reasonable that that was the truth, or maybe 90%, or maybe I'm totally convinced. But when they interview these debunkers and skeptics, that you see them all the time on the History Channel, or every documentary seems like they want to include one of these goofballs. And they add nothing to the discussion. All they're there for is to ease the mind of the people who are too afraid to believe, are too afraid to accept the possibility of the UFO phenomena. For some reason, for some reason, the paradigm they live their world by, their reality they've created, does not allow them the possibility to believe in anything paranormal or supernatural. When we are surrounded in our daily life by the paranormal and supernatural, so to say that a wave of these giant UFOs swept over Belgium for three months and they were witnessed by a couple of thousand people, well, that's not beyond the realm of possibility for those of us who understand that really strange things can happen in life. But for people that live their life as if the world is built out of tinker toys and every little block has to be stacked on top of every other block, I think sometimes these sightings threaten their view of reality, and they'll go miles to debunk them. At any rate, it was an interesting article, and that was a really fascinating time back there in 1989-1990 in Belgium when this wave of giant triangular-shaped UFOs uh, were spotted moving across the, the countryside. There's some great documentaries on it, a lot of good visual stuff. recommend you take a look. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.